Vodka. 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 Hey everyone, it's Amber Love and you're listening to another episode of Vodka O'Clock Podcast. And today is actually a special episode where I am going to be presenting you with little snippets of interviews that took place at the Comic Fusion Superhero Weekend, which took place uh, this past weekend in October, first weekend of October. And if you are unfamiliar with Superhero Weekend, um, I don't know how you could be if you listen to this show, because I talk about it all the time. It's our annual fundraiser at Comic Fusion, which is uh, my local comic shop in Flemington, New Jersey. And what we do there is uh, we get wonderful donations from people in the comic book industry. We have uh, artists that donate sketches and pages and publishers that donate books um, and then other kinds of vendors who donate swag like t-shirts and and things like that. So um, we have everything from, you know, like DC Comics gave us some buttons to give out and Valiant Comics gave us some books. Um, Amulet Books also uh, gave us some really hilarious parody books of Darth Vader. And, um, you know, but really it's, it was always like primarily about the art auction. And so this year we raised $3,000 around there anyway. Uh, I don't have the exact figure, but around $3,000 for Safe in Hunterdon. So that brings us, I think, to $50,000 over the years. This has been eight years of Superhero Weekend. So um, if you want a little bit of history about it, I'll try to be brief. It originally started in Portland, Oregon as Wonder Woman Day. And in New Jersey, Stacy Korn from Comic Fusion and I decided to do it at Comic Fusion as well. So uh, it went from, you know, just this uh, one day Wonder Woman celebration into a two day event that's pretty epic. And uh, we get great support from the community. Like uh, there are local retailers that really help us out. Other other merchants right in our area that uh, give people discounts on food while they're in town. And Gabby's Pizza, you know, helped uh, feed all of our volunteers. We had a ton of volunteers. And um, then we get all of this great outreach from the cosplay community. We have people that come away f- from as far away as Virginia to come and cosplay at our event because it's uh, just so much fun and it's it's exhausting in such a good way you know like comic-con is exhausting but that's just a whole different thing when you're doing a charity event it just makes a, a very different kind of feeling when you're in costume there are so many kids running around I mean and I mean running because where the comic shop is now there's this big courtyard area and all the shops are like little gingerbread cottages so it's a really safe area for the kids. They just, uh, you know, they're in costume and they're running all over the grass, climbing on the hay bales and just having a great time. We had uh, a few photographers that donated their time and their skills to us for the weekend. That's always a really important part of, of this. It's anything that involves cosplay, um, if you can get photographers to donate their services, it's so helpful. And we even had uh, a fire truck that Um, was there for one of the days so um, if you never thought you'd see Batgirl and Miss Marvel climbing and hanging on a fire truck well you know you could have seen that you missed out because that is exactly what happened so um, I want to present you with these interviews and then I will be back with some more announcements really important announcements so stay tuned All right, so we're here at Comic Fusion, and I'm surrounded by my 501st friends. So, James, you're first up. 
How long have you? Do you remember how long you've been coming to Comic Fusion? We've been coming since 2010. Okay. It's uh, it was it was one of my it was it was a troop that kind of switched me from being Star Wars only to uh, Star Wars and superheroes. Cool. It reveals this world outside Star Wars. Now, the 501st, you guys do, like, a lot of charity work. So uh, was that why this was on your radar for Superhero Weekend? Oh, absolutely. Um, I didn't know at the time. I mean, I just said, oh, it's a cool troop, local, local. local. But then when I realized, you know, that, that first year, that was, that was the year you raised, like, tons of money. Yeah, we did a lot that, that, that was, year. I, that was the Adam Hughes year, we call it. The Adam Hughes year, okay. But, yeah, so when, when, when I realized, it's like, wow, we made a ton of money for, for you guys. That helped, helped make a ton of money. It was like. I kind of like that. I, I like that feeling. Yeah. And then we had a like, snowpocalypse. Cool. Snowpocalypse. So we had nobody that year, um, except for the volunteers. We were we were the only ones there. And then you then you moved it. Then we moved and we, yeah, we moved to the beginning of October, and that helped a lot. And that would be a good thing because that would have been that would have been Hurricane Sandy Day. It would have been. We absolutely yeah got past that by two weeks. And you, 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 we've been working on the, uh, the 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 curse of superhero weekend weather. We have been. Um, it rained this morning. It got clear right at 12. Right. And then we were able to take all of our photo shoot pictures um, in the sun. So that, yeah, that worked nice out. it's nice and sunny right now. And a lot different than this morning. So now I see today that you're dressed as a, a super villain. Um, normally you're an empire imperial villain. So Villain is such a, it's a tr- tricky word. It, it, it's, you're the hero of your story, right? Exactly. You know, we're all heroes here. You know? Sure. It's like Batman's the villain in our in our in our uh, in our in our story. In the oh, flash. that's true. So, um, as Captain Cold, right? Um, why Captain Cold? Um, well, Besides that, it is a banging outfit. Well, thank you. Well, it's I, one of my favorite characters growing up was was um, I Cold Miser. Oh, okay. And it's because I like Cold Miser because I like Captain Cold growing up, and I, I forgot about Captain Cold. Then I I got Cold Miser. I just really love the color blue. <laughs> It looks as like, and you match your lovely wife. This is fantastic. Like, well, well, Jackie here is um, she's ice and Mrs. Cold at the same time. Kind of a mash, a little bit of a mashup. Now, Jackie, what did you make of this outfit? I did not make any of this outfit. It was made for me. Okay. The same person. Mojo's modded creations. (laughs) Yes, the same person who made James's outfit. Okay, and what was it again? Mojo's Modded Creations. Yes. Well, it's beautiful. They did a great job. Thank you. Do you notice the little snowflakes? I yes. do. Yeah. No, it's like it's got this two layers, this real sheer layer of snowflakes over the cape. It's really beautiful. I love it. So, okay. Who do we have new? Jeff, have you? You? Yeah, I normally know you as Han Solo, so you're freaking me out. Because <laughs> you're not. So, not today. Not today. And now you are also dressed as a villain. Villains rule. You guys, I feel so outnumbered. So, um, why the Riddler? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, James tell, told I tell, me to. Because James story? told me to. Yes. <laughs> Jeff has that big bright green car in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yes. And ever since he's been driving, it was like, dude, that's the Riddler. Do the Riddler. We called him. The, we called him the Riddler even before we even. This was even a thought. He became the Riddler yeah, because of the car. For the, for the podcast, yeah, we gotta show the picture of the three of us in front of the car. Yes. While the well, I'll have to get that from you. Yeah. Okay. But that, but because of his car being green, we called him the Riddler. Because of Superhero Weekend, we said, no, we really, we really want to do something different. The superheroes. It's like we're bad guys. Yeah. There's usually, you know what? The, the good thing is, uh, 
there's not a lot of uh, bad guys. People don't want to be bad guys. Mm-hmm. We like being bad guys. And we we call, are bad guys. Yeah, we call yeah. this Superhero Weekend, but, you know, we welcome the bad guys because yeah. we figure that it's sort of like your probation. We come to crash the party. You did. And as long as you, you know, leave the loot here. Huh? We're okay with you coming and having fun. When did we sign that contract? <laughs> when we when are you going to have your super villain costume? Um, I was a villain. Uh, was it last year? The year before? I was I Ace it? here. Yeah, I was. Oh. Yeah, I was. I was Ace from the Royal Flush Gang. Okay. My, I was a DC villain. So you're part of you're part of our tri-state, soon to be four-state uh, super, superhero she, she, she She's in the group. She's in the group. Okay. So yeah, oh, wonderful. But I, these are fabulous colors for you, and I think it's hilarious that DC always does the green purple thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so did you have a stylist for this outfit? Where'd this come from? This came from a lot of shopping, a lot of online, and uh, some uh, ironing, and uh, some help from the the uh, cold family. <laughs> <laughs> And um, who is your favorite hero to go up against? Of course. Batman? Of course. Okay. Did you see Batman today? Yes, I did. Okay. I pulled him off the fire truck. There there was quite a lot going on on the fire truck. There were things happening there. We'll have lots of pictures. I was able to give him a little trip, and he fell on some of the hoses. He really did. He tripped Batman today. Yeah. He almost killed him. It's pretty good. Well, you know, that happens. I mean, he, Batman can't have very good vision with that cowl. Mm-hmm. I figure it's probably hard I to see. I think Batgirl was distracting him, too, so I caught him off guard. Batgirl's very distracting. Yeah. yeah Agreed. That, that, that happened. <laughs> so we also have Joe here as Lex Luthor. So... <laughs> So we, we have Joe here as Lex Luthor, and um, now you're also normally either in the 501st or you're doing a Star Trek outfit, so now you're a DC villain. What? Why did you decide to go along with this? Did you, Was this all peer pressure? This was. It's all James. Yeah, that's right. It's all about James. That's it's all. always about James. It is. It's always about James. They're blaming you. But it's just my fault. Because it's, it's about me. Idea. But it's in a good way. Yeah, but yeah, now, yeah. Did, did you shave your head just for Lex Luthor? No. I'm for, I've been shaving my head for about 10 yeah, years, so it just fit in <laughs> naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and wh- what is it says. about Lex that you like? <laughs> He's the greatest criminal mind of our time. What could you not like about him? Do you think Lex is extremely relatable to our politicians of today? Uh, yeah, pretty much. He, he's, no. a, he, he's out for himself. Like, yeah. I, I trust Lex more than I trust the politicians. Well, that's a whole different argument. <laughs> <laughs> At least Lex is competent. And I think this Lex can paralyze anybody with, with, uh, those, with uh, those moves. That's it. <laughs> oh, I, will be, oh, I will be in the running for vice president, by the way. Oh, okay. I got dibs on Secretary of State. And there you go. <laughs> that sounds good. So now we know my we contribution. Can run the country. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. So you guys are here in New Jersey um, for Superhero Weekend. Where else do people normally find you? Uh, mostly New Jersey with the 501st group. Okay. You turn around there or uh, occasionally in Pennsylvania or New York, but mm-hmm. mostly in New, Jer- New, eh, New Jersey. <laughs> Okay, and now who who of the group here are gamers? I know Joe's for D and D. What other games did you do? I do video games. And okay. Stuff those lines. Any games? I played with them, but I'm not a gamer. You don't think you're a gamer? Have, we have a small group called the Four Horsemen of the Gaming Apocalypse. Was Jackie who tolerates us? Oh, Jackie's very really good about that. And Jeff the Riddler Hornline, who's banned He's from been, game he, night. He, he, what Hornline. did you do? <laughs> 
He made fun of us. Right. So he's banned. That's, that's what James keeps while. saying. I was hungry. I was hungry. I just wanted. They told me we were going to eat at a certain time. And they lied, and it was gaming. It was just they were that game would have never ended. He showed up a half hour early, and he said, "Come on, get away from this stupid game." And, and, and insta- instant ban from life from game night. Okay. Now, now by stupid game, which game was it? Um, one of the stupid ones. <laughs> it was um, into the mystics. Yeah. Mice and Mystics. Of Mice and Mystics, that's what it's called. Okay, but now speaking of games. And have you heard of that game? No, I haven't. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. I mean, like, Joe and I went on and on about D&D because at least I know what that is. But now, James, you've got your own game. What is the story there? Is it ready to launch? What's so, going on? So, again, in the, in the spirit of it's all about James. <laughs> We've renamed the weekend. Have you right, right, have you figured that out? To James Weekend? Super James Weekend. Yes. I can live with that. Um, myself and John Kramer, one of the 501st, um, also known as Johnny Rocks of Tasting Grace, we put the, we, we played these video games, with these, these board games so often that we decided we could do, we'd do a really good board game. And we decided, we, we made a game called Chopper. And you met us at... Um, it was one of the Dexcon, Dexcon type, right. type things, yeah. And that was the first Dexcon. We were there trying to, trying to sell it there. And we, we, we ended up beta testing it that day. So we, we got some beta testing in that day with, with people. We beta tested it for the year. And then um, we went to Gen Con and um, really pushed it hard. And we might have something hopefully at the end of the year. Okay, because your, your Gen Con recap is on Amber Unmasked and it was fantastic. And... Um, Really thorough. How you actually got to talk to some game publishers? Oh, and they were they were great there. But I mean, I was actually I was actually emailing one of them um, yesterday because a game I bought yesterday, Villainy, by the way, um, they gave me the wrong pieces, and so I said, hmm, this guy I sent my game to. I wonder, if I, I wonder if I get my pieces quicker if I if I email him. So I did. Cool. <laughs> so he said he's gonna get it out to me soon. Now, Jackie, I understand that there was a 3D printer involved in the making of Chopper. Yes. Um, was this an authorized purchase? Uh, of the, the, uh, um, this, this is conversation that has to be over. <laughs> no, it, wasn't. it wasn't. But I mean, it's more something that they needed. So yeah. it's like, okay, why not? Well, the game pieces did look pretty cool. I saw pictures of, of the chopper pieces, and they look nice. Yeah, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do other things with that printer. Sure. All right. We'll do things for Jackie's, Jackie's school. <laughs> or something. <laughs> All right. Eventually. So, so this is, um, well, even though you're here as DC supervillains, um, normally I see you guys 501st type events. So where can people get information on you and what you're doing? Okay, well, our website is 501stner.com. Okay. Um, we're on Facebook under 501st Northeast Remnant NER. Um, on Twitter. On Twitter, 501st underscore NER. Yeah. Um, that, that, so those are, those are the easiest places. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow. Um, I don't know when this is going out, but we'll, we'll be back here tomorrow, maybe in, maybe in um, Star Wars costumes. Maybe. Up for grabs at this point. Yeah. As long as you're evil, is that all, is that, of, all that matters? Again, evil is such a tricky word. Yeah. <laughs> he really, you it know, all depends on your point of view. I understand. I'm just trying to make the world a better place. The, you mean? know, the Empire had a mission. This is just, and with Captain Cold, it was just a little too warm this summer. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Amber. Okay. So I have managed to track down a couple of our other volunteers for Superhero Weekend. First up, Nick McCoviak. Thanks for coming. Oh, you're welcome. You're, like, always here. I know. Like, I practically live here. I know. It's really wonderful. You've been coming and supporting Superhero Weekend 
for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So what has it evolved into from, do you remember what, when it started? I think I started coming here 2007 and at the, at the old store. And it just seems like it's just grown more in terms of, you know, like there certainly wasn't as many cosplayers here or even getting like the level of talent for artists here. And I think just a general awareness also too has grown tremendously since 2007. So it's what, seven, eight years now. And I just feel that, I, I, first thing, I feel good coming here. It's, it's, a, it's a great cause. It's something that people don't do. So but, I, mean, I just like to come and just hang out with the artists and see the cosplayers and maybe do some sketches for people. But mainly they're like the raise funds for this. Now, um, in, that's been a really long time that you've been coming and helping us out. So what has your career been like through then? Because, like, I mean, obviously any skill is going to develop and change. So mm-hmm. what's it been like for you professionally? Um, well, we were, just, we were just talking about yeah, that before, we um, where I'm actually was, like, doing a lot of, like, comic-heavy work. And now, now I'm looking to doing, like, children's picture books. You know, all just being a teacher, that kind of naturally fed into it. But like style-wise, it's changed. You know, I was doing a lot of ink work. Now I do a lot of marker work. Now I'm like evolving into watercolor. So all that changes. And plus, also depends on on who you're drawing for. If I'm drawing for kids, that changes. You know, it's a little bit simpler. If it's more for a collector, they know more what they want. But as far as like career-wise, I don't know. It's kind of, you know like it's kind of been like one step forward one step back sometimes I feel like you move forward sometimes I feel like I've gone back a little bit but that's just more me not necessarily anything else well one of the things that I've noticed in your Facebook post is that you're willing to um, be really honest and say that you're not happy about a piece Mm -hmm. and you you're still considering it you know practice 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 for for getting your figures down and getting your color down the color has really changed and been magnificent with the, the, the marker changes um so what advice do you have for people that are, you know, maybe losing their inspiration? Um, that's tough. Um, one, just sometimes you do need a little break. Sometimes you just need to take a little break because if you try to, what I've learned personally, if you try to force yourself to draw or paint or sculpt or, or whatever you do, you tend to get even more frustrated because you're trying to work through it. So sometimes you just need to take a pause, step back a little bit, and go look, find out why you wanted to do it. You know, did you want to make people happy? Did you improve your color or whatever? Just take a step back and kind of go through what you liked and aspire to be and just kind of like take small steps. I've always just like tried to do big things and then they don't pan out and you feel like a failure. What I've learned is just to do small things like draw 15 minutes a day or do a little bit of a fixture here or like plan something where you know you can finish. And I think a lot of people, like myself, was like, well, if I don't draw, like, every day I'm a failure. No, it's just, you know, unfortunately life happens. And art's one of those things where, you know, it doesn't quite pay the bills yet. But it doesn't mean that I can just, you know, completely forget about it. So I would just, you know, maybe take a step back and just do little things. You know, okay. little things snowball into big things. So which artists or um, creators in general do you look at it for um, inspiration for on the work ethic side of things? On the work ethic side of things? Um, well, there's always Jack Kirby. That man, he's a beast, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, well, there, no, no one could be like Jack Kirby, but as far as, like, work goes, 
I'm a big fan of Brian Stelfreeze. He seems to always be doing something. And what I liked about you know Brian too, like not only does he does magnificent watercolor, he's always willing to share. A lot of artists, it's like they have this secret where they're not allowed to tell you, like, oh, like how do you figure out this marker technique? And a lot of people don't want to, you know, pull the curtain back. Whereas Brian just goes, this is what I do, and he just, you know, he just kind of shows you. So, and there's also guys like like um, I still like Adam Hughes, even though he's kind of like the anti like. He's very slow, methodical, so he's not exactly, like, work ethic-wise. You don't want to look for Adam Hughes, but his work's, again, really good. Frank Cho seems to be, you know, he's always one of my favorite artists, and he seems to just... Frank seems to do what he wants. Frank does, and Frank, you know, he's made it He's made it work because, you know, he's been very... You know, he's gotten popular because of Liberty Meadows and his, his work, and he's always got, like, something going. Or not something, he's got, like, five things going on. So mm-hmm. if one thing doesn't pan out, he still have like, four or five other things he can turn to. So... And um, like Basil Gogos, you know, he's a famous uh, horror artist, and he's he's up there in age, and he's still painting quite often. You know, he does you know new stuff every year, so it's it's inspiration for he's still doing work, you know, and still doing the same subject matter, you know, from like famous monsters filmland to to now, and he's still painting like Frankenstein and Dracula, and doesn't get tired of it. Now, speaking of monsters, one of the things that I know you well for is Godzilla. Mm, yes. And today we had a special visit from Mecha Godzilla and Mothra. Oh, yeah. So um, this this was kind of like your wheelhouse. What yes. What was your reaction as a, as a young little artistic fanboy? Uh, well, uh, I was sitting here drawing a picture of Godzilla, and then Jesse comes in and goes... <laughs> Mega Godzilla Moth are here, and we in like all the art, the whole all, artist, the artist alley. We all just jumped up and ran right outside, and we're like just giddy as a little schoolgirl, like tees Mega Godzilla Moth. So got my picture, you know, with Mega Godzilla, and he's like, "You want Moth to hug you?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's go do this!" <laughs> so I was I was super excited, you know. It would have been perfect if Godzilla was there but that this was just as great the, the Mecca outfit was pretty amazing was and amazing. he was getting down to the Saradonna music yeah he, it was he great was yeah, he was great, was great. He, the costume lit up and everything it was very well done so um so where can people find you online basically everywhere um, just as long as I can spell your name correctly yeah they can find we, you. yeah I'm on tumblr I'm on instagram I'm on twitter I'm on deviantart I'm on facebook so as long as I can spell Nick Makoviak they're that, that's me. I don't have any of these like weird names with. Th- I think dashes. you should probably still spell it for the audience. Oh, okay. It's, okay. N i c k m o c k o v i a k. Well, thank you, Nick. You're welcome, Andrew. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna move down the line here to Jesse. Jesse's been uh, one of our huge helpers, um, especially with wrangling, wrangling cosplayers. Jesse, what's wrangling cosplayers like? Yeah, relatively easy because most of them want to come out and do things. You just say, hey, there's a thing happening, come, and they come. <laughs> it's usually not that we hard. Have cake. We sometimes do, we do have cupcakes from the mixing bowl. That's, um, that we're in the, the new Comic Fusion shop is in this little, uh, awesome, like, yeah, I know it's Turntable Junction. I, I like, lived here. Um. It's, but it's this awesome little area where there's a courtyard and all of these little gingerbread cottages. And so one of the little cottages is called the Mixing Bowl, and they have, like, these phenomenal cupcakes. So they always help us out, too. So, um, but sidetracking off of that, the, our cosplay has always uh, grown and, like, had an amazing turnout. 
So you are dressed as one of the doctors, and that's one of your go-to kind of a things is, yeah. is the doctor area. Um, so which one are you and why? I'm the fourth doctor. And mostly, initially when I first started watching the show, he was my favorite, and then other versions of the character grew on me. But um, my aunt actually was going through a rough time a couple years back, and my aunt, to cheer me up, made me this scarf for Christmas that year. She started it in April and didn't finish it until Christmas Eve. Wow. And this thing is 16 feet. I know your audience can't see that, but it took that long to make it. So this, I just recently got rid of most of my costumes. I will never get rid of this for that reason. This is a very near and dear to my heart costume. Okay. And where do you normally go besides here at Comic Fusion? Uh, usually just anime cons. Um, I used to do Comic Con before the crowds got too much for me. Um, and just general things like that. Um, remember the one event we did for um, Sandy Hook? Yeah, we did, we did a, a playground dedication. dedication. That was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, it was mostly Star Wars guys, and we were the few heroes. Yeah, Doctor Strange, Patriot, and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was yes. there, yeah. Um, so where can people who might not know about cosplay get more information about, um, you know, if they want to get into it and do these charity events? Do, uh, do you find, like, any particular resource? Honestly, to specifically looking for the charity events, it's really more finding the people you know. Um, if you really want to try to find things that are open, try to find your local 501st Legion outpost. They can usually point you in the right direction. A lot of the events they do are superhero friendly. So if you find the 501st in your area, you can ask them and go from there. Awesome. Thanks. Um, Don, you have any words about <laughs> Superhero Weekend this year? Well, I had a lot of fun so far. And Because um, you've been coming for a few years now, right? Yeah. I don't know how many. And you were here during the snowpocalypse year. Yes. But I was good that year because I had a, like, a, a trench coat on and my <laughs> Nick Fury costume. I was great. And so today, your, your face and your hair are still all like red from yeah, your Red Lantern. That's going to be that way for a week. Oh, no. <laughs> so do you do uh, big conventions as well, or do you stick to the local small I things? I prefer to stick to the local smaller things. Uh, I do go to Comic-Con every year, uh, New York Comic-Con, should specify. Uh... Yeah, that's pretty much the only big con I go to. And which, um, like, are which fan bases are you following? As are you into like um, specific comics or specific movies and shows? Uh, movies is a general spectrum for me. I watch as much as I can. Uh, comics, I generally stick to Marvel. I do read some DC, not much. Uh, nothing specific. Just whatever happens to catch my eye that week. Okay. And so, have you seen any of the, the new things, like the new Gotham show? Yes. You I think? have been watching Gotham. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Harvey Bullock, I think, is really great. Donald Log, he's fantastic. Actor. Yeah, everything I've seen. They've in. they've got an amazing cast. Mm -hmm. Really, really talented. Uh, cast. I'm a little on my own on this, but Agents of Shield, I have not stopped watching since it came on, and I'm still loving it. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I kind of gave up on it. I didn't really. Everybody I, gave up on it. I just wasn't very dedicated. Second half to of the it. season was so good, though. The first season. So. Um, and I'm way behind on Arrow. I have not seen Arrow since the first season. I keep That's trying all I've to seen. find, like, I just don't want to spend the $45 on the Blu-ray for season two yet. Um, I will. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, I will. All right, well, thanks for coming out and supporting us. Um, is there any place in particular that you're, you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Is there anything that you're doing? Uh, like I said, New York Comic Con next week. 
that's pretty much and my that's own pretty real much, plans right now. Because we're at right like now. the end of the yes. year now. Yes. So. There, there is a con I may be hitting up at the end of this year. And yes, Good. John, I'm going to plug them. Good. Um, a friend of mine's running a con called DerpyCon. Oh, the, I've heard of that, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be a multi-fandom convention that's run in the same hotel that does Dexcon and Germation. Oh, the so, Hyatt up in Morristown, which is a beautiful hotel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll take a look at it just because I love that hotel and the service they provide. Yeah, it's really great there. It's very comfortable, and they um, have par- a parking garage, mm-hmm. so you don't have to fight for parking. And then they'll um, validate and, and your And they tickets. validate you, oh, which wow. is fantastic. So it's actually free indoor parking. Um, yeah, so DerpyCon, is that December? Yeah, that's, I think, Decem- the, week- the weekend December 7th falls in. Okay. So we'll keep our eye out for that. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, so before my battery dies. All right, so now we're indoors, uh, and I'm with Tom Schlowendorn, and you've been a big supporter of Superhero Weekend for, for years and years. Yes, I have. And, um, you know, so what brings you out here? Um, to do something good for the community, um, to help raise awareness of uh, women's issues. I've always had strong female role models in my life, and I like to give back to for, for that. So in, in comics, there's so much controversy. What are your favorite female characters that you think um, are good role models? Just the strong, independent ones that don't need somebody else to help them all the time and aren't afraid to let one help them, like somebody else help them. Yeah. Right, because once in a while you need a friend. Yeah. So that's why I like the Avengers because I mean I thought that Cap and Black Widow had a good camaraderie in whatever the last movie was, Winter Soldier. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I haven't seen it, but from the trailers and everything and what I've heard people talking about, yeah. Yeah, they had sort of like a, si- a sibling thing going on, yeah. helping each other out. Yeah. Um, I, my sister, I lost my sister at an early age, and we were like that. You know, we got along really good. Sometimes we would kick the crap out of each other, but we deserved it. You know, and that's the way it is. We call that sparring in the superhero world. Yes, yes. So So you've got your son here all the time as as your helper. Mm -hmm. Now, um, how does he feel about comics? He enjoys them. He doesn't, he's not a a rabid fan as, like I was, um, or am, um, but he enjoys them a lot. You know, always looks to, you know, see what's out there. He enjoys the movies, obviously. Um, But he also likes to hear the backstories to a lot of things that don't get uh, involved in the movies. So, like the history of the characters. Okay. Um, So, uh, I noticed that one of the things that you have going on at your table is the Lego uh, superhero. Yes. And... Um, what you know? What's the convention response like to your Lego heroes? Well, I debuted them last week at Pittsburgh Comic Con, and they went over really well. I was really surprised. Um, sold out of my first batch of prints of them the, that last weekend. So, so far, so good. I'm hoping to do. Right now, I have four of them, um, and I'm hoping to do some more um, in the coming months. Okay, and now I will always help you plug the Inkwell. Awards yes. and the fellow inkers that you have. Thank so, you. So, um, where, you know, is inking, I mean, it's still out there because some people are still doing brush and pen on, on paper. Uh-huh. Most people are going digital, but um, what, where can people really embrace the inking process? Like, the 
Is it something that's still taught? Not as much as it should be. Um, there, uh, anchors are, to, you know, not just because I am one, but it, they're an important part to comics. Um, each stage of doing a comic page or a comic illustration should stand on its own without the next step saying, oh, well, I'll fix that, you know, it'll get fixed here, it'll get fixed there. Pencils should stand on its own. The inks will, you know, enhance the pencils and make it even, even better production, and then the colors can, you know, really knock it out of the park. Um, as far as it being still taught, uh, I know the Cuber schools, you know, they still do uh, an inking class, you know, it's still part of yeah, the, they the still, curriculum. They, so. they still work with pencil and Conte yep. before they, you know, do anything else. Yep. Um, so now the Inkwell Awards, they usually have a booth around at different shows and stuff. Yes. So people can always get information there. And um, so then let's talk, talk about inking. Who's your favorite inker? Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yes, you are. Because um, nobody's ever asked you this question before. Believe it or not, no, no, not a whole lot of people do ask me that question. But there's so many good ones out there. Uh, Scott Williams is one that comes to mind. Scott Hanna jumps to mind. Scott Hanna is an all-around kind of comic illustrator to begin with. Um, then, of course, Joe Sinat. You can't go wrong with Joe. I was going to say, you I, can't go our, wrong with our Joe. friend Joe yes. is, has got to be high on the list. Yes, um, definitely high up on the list. Okay, cool. Well, you know, thanks for always coming out. And, yeah, no and problem. Doing your part. Always, always a pleasure to come out. And where can people find information about your art? Uh, at my Facebook page, okay. which is Tom Sloandorn on Facebook. Um, I'm also on DeviantArt. Uh, my screen name over there is Madman1 at DeviantArt.com. Or, yeah, at, you, you know how They'll search it. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Much. You're welcome. Hey everyone, it's Amber back with you, and thanks to all of my guests who were willing to go on the air and talk about their experiences with Superhero Weekend. We definitely could not have raised thousands of dollars for Safe and 100 and without you and all of your help. And uh, my next uh, event is New York Comic Con, which is coming up in only a couple of days. Now, I'm not tabling or uh, scheduled for anything specific at New York Comic Con itself, but on Friday night, which is October 10th, there will be a special LGBTQ uh, readings uh, happening, but it's off-site. It's not at the Javits. It's at a place called the Bureau of General Services Queer Division. And you'll be able to hear uh, myself, Jenny Wood, um, a, a bunch of amazing writers will be doing this reading. In fact, I, I just uh, feel like I have to go look them up immediately and, and mention them. So the, uh, the other readers will be uh, Dylan Edwards, um, Maria Burnham, and I believe Jeff Krell is part of the lineup as well. So um, it's going to be interesting because I've never done anything like this before. So again, that's Friday night, the 10th at 7 p.m. And this is at the new address for the Bureau of General Services Queer Division. And um, after that... Uh, I, I think that's my convention season wrapped up. <laughs> so um, if you have any questions or comments, of course, about things like Superhero Weekend, just uh, drop me a line. Meanwhile, I want to tell you about a very important new project. This is uh, my very first participation in a Kickstarter. So if you go to 
uh, Kickstarter and in the search type in uh, Rise. I'm going to do that right now just to make sure that it's the first thing that comes up. Um, it's not the first thing that comes up. Okay. Um, it's called Rise Comics Against Bullying. And um, this was a very just it's been a really long project. It's going to sound crazy. We've been working on this for definitely over a year, probably going on two years now. And my part in it is only a short story. It's an anthology project. And I'm very lucky that I'm going to be partnered with my friend, Carolyn Belefsky, who will illustrate it for me. And it's because October is Bullying Awareness Month. So Northwest Press decided that this was a good time to launch this Kickstarter campaign. And they're looking for $10,000. They, you know, really have good plans for these comics. They're starting off with two issues. And uh, the the stories are going to be pretty diverse. Our story is more teen-focused, I'd say. I'd say it's more appropriate for teens. But I think there's going to be all different kinds of uh, opportunities in there for you to maybe find a story that relates to any children in your life. So some of the creators, just to mention, are Mark Guggenheim, Howard Chaikin, Don Griffin, Mark Andreco, Scenic Grace, and uh, my friend Erica Schultz and Jeff Marsick. So I can't believe that I'm actually going to be working with some of these people for the first time. And for some of them, uh, it's my second time because some of us are Shakespeare Shaken alum. So um, if you go to the, the Kickstarter page, Rise Comics Against Bullying, and donate uh, as little as $10, get to the digital versions. But uh, please consider, if you can, to contribute more. And if you're interested in making comics yourself, there are higher reward tiers that will be of interest to you because there's things like um, getting your script reviewed by the editors of this project. Or if you have a project that's uh, written and illustrated, you can have it professionally lettered by Erica Schultz. So check out all those different reward, reward tiers. And the uh, partners, the organizations that are going to benefit from this project are GLAD, Stand for the Silent, and Prism Comics. So what they're going to do is if, uh, you know, we're able to get this underway is uh, get the comics printed and get them to those organizations who will be able to hand them out to kids of the appropriate ages for free. And that's really the goal. So if you... Um, if you have questions about that, uh, you can look up Zan Christensen from Northwest Press or uh, some of the other editors involved like Joey Esposito, Adam Pruitt, Erica Schultz, and Christopher White. And uh, again, if you need to find more information about me, follow me on Twitter. That's you know, usually the best place just to um, pop a question or two over to me. And my handle there is at Elizabeth Amber. And you can find out everything else that you need to know at amberunmasked.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and see you at New York Comic Con.